0: You,
1: yeah, you. If you or someone you know is struggling with anything mentioned on today's program, please, 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 please. email me at Authentic One at Gmail. Dot com. That's A-U-T-H-E-N-I-C-K, the number one, at gmail.com. I am available 24-7, 365 to help in any way that I can. I have resources. I have open ears and open heart and tons of hope. I've been freely given all these things and would love to give them to you. Be good to yourselves and each other. Follow me on Twitter using the handle at Authentic and my dog Marla on Instagram at DJMarla.Gene. During today's program, you will hear AA mentioned multiple times. The individual expressing their thoughts and opinions do not reflect AA or Al-Anon as a whole. Please enjoy. The FCC won't let me be or let me be me, so let me see. I'd like to take this opportunity to apologize to all the artists whose music I used in Season 1. So now you get to hear me sing. It's gonna be real good.
0: Bipolar Alcoholic I am a drug addict too Eating Disorder Compulsive gambler All are welcome Here we talk To break all the stigma To educate you Experience, strength And tons of hope All are welcome here We talk, of things recall Cause this is authentic, where we get authentic, cause this is authentic, where we get authentic, cause-
1: Welcome, 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 welcome to the show! Ugh. My name is Nicholas Thomas Fitzsimmons Vandenhavel, but most people just call me Nick. And this is my show, Authentic!
0: Get it? It's like authentic, but I took out the T, added an N, and
1: put a K on the end in a silent Q. Anyway, Here with me, as always, is my dog, Marla. Marla!
0: Come here, baby. Come say hello to all of our listeners. These paws of mine, they are wanting, wanting to hold.
1: And if that's that's enough, Marlon. Okay, thank you for that beautiful Otis Redding rendition. Anyway, here on Authentic, where we get authentic, we talk about all things recovery. Hmm. What do I mean by that? All things recovery. Well, what I mean by that is if you are still living and breathing on this earth, you, yes. Are in recovery from something. As for myself, I am an alcoholic. Hi, my name is Nick, and I am an alcoholic. I'm also a drug addict. I'm a compulsive gambler. I have bipolar disorder. I have an eating disorder. Really? The list could go on and on and on. Luckily for you, the show is not about me. I repeat, this show is not about me. It is, however, about two people. First is my guest, Runcell, who will share his experience, strength, and hope as it pertains to his life in recovery. Second is the one life Runcell is most certainly going to save by giving his testimony here. We want you to know that you are not alone, no matter what your circumstance, no matter what happened today, yesterday, or what might happen tomorrow, doesn't matter. Because all we have is today. This episode of Ronsell Gets to Step in Part 2 follows up last week's episode, where Ronsell shared his experience and strength. You are about to hear the H-O-P-E, hope, portion of his story. Please, oh please, enjoy. Well, well, welcome come back we've made it we did it everyone marla good job thank you for keeping us safe from bunnies and squirrels you're so appreciated mm-hmm. and i think you just farted <laughs> stank asshole
0: hope we'll sure find out
1: good lord <laughs> we're back hope h-o-p-e mm. my favorite four letter word mm. Ransel, what is hope? Mm.
2: Hope. <clears throat> mm. Man. I found hope to be that flicker of light in the darkness for myself. Ooh. And that, man, um at this stage in my recovery, in my life, um means a lot. Ah, let's say for instance, you know, we look outside today in the world, what's going on, everything that's happening from a pandemic, however, you choose to look at that to nations at each other's necks, right? Those are dark times. They're dark things. Now, if I'm to be honest and look back and say, would that Ronsell from six years ago be able to muster through these times? I would immediately say no. Why is that, Ronsell? Well, because that thing that you just said, Nick, hope, hope, you know, it was there, just in a different way. Um, I looked at hope with a different perspective, with a different ideal as to what hope is, what it means to me, and what it looks like. (laughs) So, at this stage of my life, in my recovery, hope has come to me in a different way through the grace of AA. AA has equipped me with Tools I'm trying to use my words here carefully, Nick, so I'm, um tools <clears throat> to provide that hope. Why would I say that? Well, it keeps it keeps my mind on a sense of clarity to be able to make decisions that are best for me and those around me. Whereas I thought I was making the best decision six years ago for myself and those around me, I have come to find out that was shit. It was absolute horse shite. <laughs> okay? Um. It wasn't true. It was never true. However, today, hope comes to me in the sense that I can wake up and I can know that today I am not codependent on that bottle that just as an example of what hope looks like to me in the sense that I'm more hopeful that my decisions will be the best for me and those around me and I can trust that thought that's what hope looks like for me today Nick yeah yeah yeah
1: Anytime somebody gets clean or sober or <laughs> abstains from their compulsive behavior that they're using to soothe their pain and fear with relationships start to improve mm-hmm. as a byproduct.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: I'm going to do a little yes. bit of what w- what was it like and what's it like now? You ready? Mm. Yes. Relationships. We'll start with kids. Mm. What did your relationship with your kids look like before you got sober?
2: Mm. Very different.
1: Please elaborate,
2: sir. And I will. And I will. Um, before I got sober, I was the dad that was having my daughter, who is my firstborn, my oldest child, bring me my oney on my days off. <clears throat> I was the dad. Dad would have my beer, my fridge full of beer, and my daughter, at the age of let's say two, two and a half, able to walk and yeah, functional. She would open the fridge and bring dad a beer. Oh, here's a dollar for your piggy bank. You know. That's the kind of parenting I was doing. That was the extent of my parenting at the time, right? Um. Today, that's not a thought. Today, were I to see another grown individual do that, I would not bear as much judgment as I may have if I did not go through that myself. So, now my children... Presently are seven and nine, right? So they're young. So throughout my years of being at the height of my alcoholism, my relationship more or less stemmed solely on me, what I was projecting onto my children, onto them. Now, (laughs) they obviously were not old enough to, say, have a tumultual relationship with their dad. Right, the yelling and the screaming and the, all of that. However, that stage is a stage for me. That's what I went through. Rearing my children in a in, in to become future addicts. The voluntarily, voluntarily, it already runs in their fucking blood, man. You see what I'm saying? So, like, my parenting was willingly leading my children into this life that I thought was so normal, so acceptable, right? Willingly. So I guess in a way that relationship changed due to my actions, due to the information that that I was learning and that I came to, to learn, right? It changed in that way. Like I was able to to be smarter with my children, knowing that they don't have the knowledge I do so I, I'm in a sense guiding right so in the future years we don't have those ugly altercations yet yeah, they will happen they will happen it's it's a part of life we have to trust the process right but I don't willingly have to do it I don't willingly have to lead them there who does that man you know we do it we do it every day I lead. People, every day, whether I want to accept that or not, whether it's through a a phrase, a sentence, a comment, a gesture, I have somehow altered something within their day or within their life. Now, I want to ensure that I alter that for the best that I possibly can, you know, avoiding harm, avoiding destruction. So when it comes to my children, I can only be grateful that they weren't old enough for that to really say relationship now as far as my adult counterparts my sisters brothers friends that are adults that change is is still progressing because it's a life of progress right nick
0: (laughs) not
1: perfection not perfection (laughs) what about your relationship with significant others yes Yes, what did
2: that used to look like? Oh um oh, I'm angry, 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 angry right um i, I you know my uh when I was younger, my mother used to say, Ransa, you're you're a passionate boy all this passion in you boy, you know ah it's it, it's the passion in you well as as a young boy at that age. I associated passion with anger because every time I was, I heard it, it was when I was in a state of being riled up, right? Whether I was uh, lashing out at something and it's always was in a a kind of a negative connotation, right? Because in in a cultural aspect, coming from Guyana, you you say, you know, you tell someone about their passion, how passionate they are at a time, it's usually to calm down. That's it's a sign that you need to calm down right? Aggressive. So with my friends and my family members, when I would get that way, even without alcohol, it's a sense of conviction. Whatever I'm doing, um, it's a sense of my conviction. So when that state of passion hits me, it immediately takes on the moniker of anger, right? So people, instead of hearing the message, they will, they will be more uh, in-tuned to the passion right so when when I realized that through my sponsor through going through the 12 steps with my sponsor he brought up anger and I, I it's not until then that that I learned that I, I was addicted to my anger as well as I was addicted to alcohol Alcohol got me here, and then right off the bat, I kid you not, Nick, right off the bat, my my sponsor pointed that out to me, and he said, and then throughout the process, I learned that I can be addicted to my emotions. Just as much as alcohol makes me feel 10 feet tall and bulletproof, when I am angry, it makes me feel the same way, because my convictions will be heard, and I will be right and i get what i want because no one can outdrink me hence no one can out anger me <laughs> <laughs> that is some fucked
1: up thinking you
2: know man
1: it, it, no one ever accused us of not being fucked up yeah, yeah. <laughs> drinking using or thinking
2: yes um holy moly so um yes once once that got into my relationships with with you know, adults, friends, family. Um, It was nothing but chaos. Very chaotic. I have a question.
1: Do you think you would have become an alcoholic if you would have stayed in Guyana? Yes. Why?
2: I love the shit. Right? Plain and simple. And that is, is the first step, right? Admitting that I'm an alcoholic, right? Was
1: there, what I want to know is, was there enough exposure there with alcohol? Yes. The presence of alcohol?
2: Yes. Okay. Yes, because over there, um, drinking is perceived as, and we've heard it, hold your liquor. You're not a man unless you can hold your liquor. And it's lived over there. You see, not saying either or, but all I'm saying is, when you're drinking over there, it is it is a right, right, to passage, to adulthood, right, to becoming a man. I am now a man in society, so I should be able to hold my liquor. No one ever teaches you, well, this is going to happen, this is what it could be. No, 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 no. Just just hold it. <laughs> And if you can act normal or somewhat like you can stand sturdy, you're a man. (laughs) The fuck? Who does that? Who tells anyone that, right? But people do. It's very real. So yes, I I would have become an alcoholic. Why in my family, drinking is prominent. We have parties, man. It's the Caribbean, right? The weather is nice, dang near all the time, even if it's raining. You go out there, the the, the cool water, the warm water hitting your body, it's beautiful, right? Now, you take the euphoria of the islands and a beautiful day and a a cold one, it's a match made for us alcoholics. We drink when times are bad and we drink when times are good. We don't need, uh, every occasion is special. So coming from that liveliness, that culture of liveliness and and, and, and just the euphoria of, of having a good time. Someone with the predisposition to alcoholism, it, it, it's a wrap. <laughs> so, yes, I would have been. Yes.
1: In AA, we talk a lot about fitness, mm. spiritual fitness, mm. physical fitness, mm-hmm. emotional fitness, mental fitness. Yes. How are you contributing? And this is what I called SPEM—SPEM oh. SPEM fitness. I gotta make acronyms for everything.
2: Please break that acronym down. SPEM:
1: Spiritual, Physical, Emotional,
2: Mental. Oh, you man, you're awesome. <laughs> you're awesome. I, uh,
1: I love it. <laughs> I came up—I came up with that when I was uh, working oh. with another alcoholic. I was just like, we talk about the the fitness of those four things. Because that's how my brain is able to break shit down. Yes. It's like, it's never just one thing. So I need to take Mm -hmm. a look at if I'm like being angry or whatever, compulsive. It's like, okay, so one part of my fitness Mm. as a human being (laughs) is being challenged here or is not being used in the proper way. Mm. So for me, it breaks down to four different things. Like what is the fitness of my spiritual condition, Mm. my physical condition? Mm-hmm emotional, and mental. Mm. What are you doing to contribute to your spiritual fitness today? Let's just worry about today. Mm. So what have you done today to keep your spiritual
2: fitness about you? Right on. Right on. Spam. I love it. By the way, arm and that just before i start on that um it's just why i need to raise my hand in them meetings nick all right this is where it happens people this is the, the, i am witnessing this in real life just so we know uh, over getting over this fear of sponsoring so that's all that was um concerning my spiritual fitness just for today um <clears throat> what i did was I uh, read some scripture, right? And I do a lot of uh, listening to podcasts. Now, the material that I listen to today are a lot more spiritual-based than I used to listen to six years ago. Um, Why? Because of spiritual fitness. Like you said, it's a part of my program today even more so than it was Six years ago, right. So just for today, I read some scripture and I listened to some spiritual podcast.
1: You mean you weren't listening to (laughs) Authentic?
2: I will once I leave here. I
1: don't fucking believe you, (laughs) fucking rude ass. That was a great opportunity. Oh man, great opportunity for you to say, "Hey, I listened to the show Authentic." Shout out! Shout out to the dude. (laughs) right across the table from me and you decided not to say that boom okay moving on on. what'd you do for your physical fitness come on let's go
2: oh man okay okay what what have you you know
1: what have you done for your physical fitness so
2: today for just for today right yep just for today just today well i have a little dumbbell right dumbbell bar thing in my room that I lift, right? And I stretch. I believe in stretching. Stretching is, is something that I have come to find comfort in, right? It releases, it gets gives me an opportunity to release energies, right? Whether to be calm, if I'm feeling tense, I just take a few minutes and I stretch. Um, I incorporate my dumbbell with my stretching or I have resistance bands, that I'll link up to my door and I'll I'll do a few quick you know stretches I can, crunches. I can see you doing it. Y- can't you though? Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. Killing
2: it, man. Because um these things again, Nick, are are parts of my program. They're parts that if I want to be me the way I am today, these are things I have to do. These were things I didn't give two thoughts about six years ago. Act, people say, okay, yeah, my, my New Year resolution is I'm going to get a gym membership, right? Within two months, they fall off. Some may be less, some may be three months, right? But either way, we fall off. This thing is, I constantly remind myself, my spiritual fitness and my physical fitness, those two, it's a lifelong journey, right? This is not writing a resolution and then doing my best to keep it because if I don't, I'm just a failure at life. No, no, no. I don't wake up every day and work out. I don't wake up every day and read a scripture, right? But I know if I go six months without reading a scripture, it's going to bug me. And maybe I should crack that book, right? If I go a year without lifting that dumbbell, well, I'm going to start feeling some type of way, so maybe I should pick it up. There's no need for me to beat myself down into the ground, right? Because <laughs> it's a life journey, right? So those things every day. And today, I did those things just because it's part of my program.
1: What contributions <laughs> did you make to your emotional fitness today? Mm.
2: <sighs> wow. Emotion. You See how that one stumbled me? Because emotions are always tricky, you know. And, and to think about it in that perspective, Nick. Just to say, what did I do today to work on that? It, it's a whole mind fuck in a sense to me. Then we can just leave that one right where it is. No, 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 no. Not saying that I didn't. Oh. Right? Not saying that I didn't. It's just the idea of knowing. Because like we said, some of these ideas are so surreal. You know? We think about them and we're like, wow. I'm actually having these thoughts right now. Holy moly that's what we're doing right now my contribution to my emotional fitness Nick, is me being here with you right you you tapping into that side you you asking me questions that are that are forcing me to think about my emotions me telling you about that passionate story that's an emotion anger being associated with that well today i've contributed in the sense that look I hope people listening to this can understand that this man here, that's a real struggle for him. Getting up every day and saying, you know what? Hey, the world ain't all sunshine and rainbows, right? But but we ain't angry at this moment. We're cool. We're going to go up, make some coffee, get our day going, do a little jig, do a little dance, crank some tunes on. Okay. Instead of getting up blindly and just the first thing, oh, War, oh, pandemic, oh, mask, the day sucks. I caught it before it grew, right? I was able, the awareness of it, right? Me being here and being able to express the fact that growing up as a boy with this sense of passion can be rechanneled to be more of a positive thing and not so associated with the negative connotation of anger.
1: Well, and that's a testament to you making contributions to what I I like to call my sobriety savings, right? Yes. So I need to make daily deposits yes into my sobriety savings account. Yes. So and I always look at it like how am I how am I contributing? Right. Spiritual, physical, right. emotional, mental. Like those right. are three or excuse me, those are four really easy ones for me to do. Mm-hmm. So I need to make deposits every day because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there will be a time or multiple times during the day right. where I'm going to have to draw on those contributions that I made. Mm-hmm. It's like the stretching that you talked about yes. or the weightlifting, getting those endorphins pumping. Yes. And when we move our bodies, and this is just talking physical, when we move our bodies, we're happier fucking people. Yes. We just are. Yes. And that's a contribution to the yes. sobriety savings. I may have to make a withdrawal because of a little argument or a little situation mm-hmm. with a coworker or family or friend, whatever. But there are also going to be times where I am going to have to make <clears throat> a massive fucking withdrawal. A parent dies, yes. a sibling dies. Yes. We need to. Hmm. Draw on those contributions to our sobriety savings to help us get through it sober,
2: yes, clean,
1: yes. And I'm not just talking about it in the physical sense, yes. Because I have mental relapses every day Mm -hmm. where I go back to my old way of thinking, absolutely. And I'm able to catch myself because I have made those contributions. Yes, I love the acronym. I'm I'm an acronym machine, bro. Um, Yes. One that I've been practicing lately has been pause. Pause. Mm. It's practicing awareness until the spirit emerges. Mm-hmm. That one's huge for me. Mm. That one's that one's a money shot. Yes, that's eight ball corner pocket. Sink yes. it every time. Yes. it will work. Yes, as long as I practice awareness. <laughs> just be here right now in your body, and then you just gotta wait. <sighs> mm. The whole patience thing's a real fucking bitch, but no. Uh, see, I just got angry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. How, lastly, what, what are you, um, what contributions are you making to your, uh, mental fitness
2: Mm. today? What did you do today? Yes. So today (laughs) mentally, mentally is just, um, who mentally mind. That's how I like to, to look at it for me. Right. Mental mind. When I deal with my mental, I'm dealing with my mind. Today, I chose to mind my own business, right? Um, and that's a contribution I do every day. Um, I mind my own business. Now, I guess I can say, well, you know, people say, well, mind your own business. It's such a passing phrase. You know, you try to get into a conversation. Someone may be funny or they may be serious. Mind your own business. Either way, no one really actually thinks about that. What this program has done for me, it's opened a part of my mind to be aware, okay? Mind my own business. Ronsal's thinking, well, my mind has to be focused, right? What do I have today? I have, I have a few things today. I want to make my morning meeting, which is at 7, right? Twenty two eighteen for those of us in Southside, Struggling, looking for somewhere to go, 22 7 a.m., double zero, baby. Make it. Great squad. Great squad, right? Make my meeting. Okay, that's a little bit of focus, right? Now, I'm an overnighter, <clears throat> so I work overnights. Um, I'm up, I'm aware, I got some time. Okay, what well, we do, we start preparing. Okay, we prepare, we go to our meeting. What do we do after that? We got groceries to get for the house. Okay, we take care of groceries. Then what do we got? We got a nap, right? Because we've been up now since who knows what time at night. It's now pushing noon. We got an interview with Nick, right? For this awesome fucking podcast, right?
1: Keep stroking my ego. It feels real good. I
2: I will. (laughs) Please be careful what you ask for. Nick. No, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, please don't. That yes, was, sir. That was sarcastic. Yeah, no, Not no, so I will continue. That, that was fucking sarcasm. I will continue because it's great. Thank you. It's great. Um I, I just I love being here. This is the time we've spent so far, it's it's electric, right? Um, but my mind is focused for this. Right? But it started at two this morning, right? It is now nine (laughs) ten, right? So focus on my mind for me to have this energy, for me to know that I minded my business, right? I minded that I'm going to need the energy. I'm going to need to be focused because what I'm about to say, what's about to come out of my mouth, I'm but the channel. But the channel don't work too good if the mind ain't, ain't focused, you ain't usable, they don't even show up, because it ain't me, it's greater than me, it's, it's bigger than me, it's, a, it, it's waiting for the spirit to show up, it's waiting for the spirit to, to uh, deliver whatever it is that situation calls for, right? So if I don't mind my business just to break that down, focus. If I do not focus on my day, Ronsell needs to take a day off. Maybe if Ronsell cannot focus on on attaining the goals for his day, maybe Ronsell needs a mental break. Maybe he needs a mental day to sit down and and do what he got to do. Maybe doing nothing is what he needs to do. Because what my sponsor also told me was Ronsell, doing nothing is doing something. Because doing nothing in that time may be the best thing you can do. Instead of going out there with the notion and the gumption of I have to make a change, I have to do something. And then you'll go and you'll make the situation ten times worse. You know? So when it comes to mind and what I did today is to get focused on attaining my goals, my desired, desired goals for the events of the day. Which today, this being part of my day, I had to focus for it. Yes.
1: <clears throat> my favorite question to ask people that I interview is what do you want your legacy as a human being Mm -hmm. to be.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm. You know, that when I come in contact with people, right, that in a sense, I, I leave them better off than I found them. Right? Now, in a sense, I even have to think about that, right? And to tell that to people is like, it, it, it almost sounds haughty, you know what I mean? Like, like you're this haughty individual that just maybe think you're, your shit don't stink or some shit, you know what I mean? And and, and you walk around holier than now type of deal. Because what you have to offer is so good that wherever that person is, they are now better because they met you, Right? I would like to just make clear, not the case. Not by the stretch of the imagination, not the case. What I mean by that is simply just just being grateful for what I have attained, right? Because if you were to go on social media, the thing that I didn't take so seriously back then when it first came out because, yeah, I'm coming from a world where that never existed, right? All those pictures and whatever is up online of me having a good time is still there. People can go back and look. My children can go back and look. Family, friends, whoever. Right? So what I mean by that is, you know, due to my imperfection, when that person leaves me, they shouldn't feel judged. They shouldn't feel like, hey, you know, meeting that guy was the worst thing that happened to me today. No, 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 no. You know, after after they meet me or we come in contact with each other, years should be able to go by and my children should be able to meet their children and and through conversation, somewhere along the line, they're going to hear, Your dad was a good man. You know, they should hear your dad helped a lot of people. You know, they should hear your dad was filled with this energy that he could walk into a room and light it up. You know, those are all good things, you know. And 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 for me to have this uh This idea that that's what I want my children, children, not myself, like, like it's all, we all like compliments, right? I I love walking into a room. Now, let me rephrase that. We all love compliments. Some of us just don't know how to take them. So, so it, it looks and feels awkward. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Which is Ugh. something I also learned. Ugh. Right? <laughs> you don't, know?
1: Don't fucking compliment
2: me. Don't do it. That's
1: why I always change the subject.
2: Yeah. Just, That's why we run. Bro. That's why I run. Don't do it. I run as fast as I can in the other direction. Don't say directions. nice things about me. Because I have to live up to them. Yes. I have to live up to it. But we should. Right? We should when when another individual that doesn't know me gives me a compliment nice smile they see that they don't know me but they it's a genuine comment there's there's it's unbiased right there's nothing lead than genuinity so you know when those things for me to think about my children in that light and then incorporate it into in a sense yes bringing it back to me in in the form of a legacy, in the form of leaving something behind, right? I guess that's the best way I can answer that question, Nick. Yeah, yeah.
1: Right on. Thank you for the compliment. Yeah, that hurt. That hurt every single bone in my body to say thank you, just, No. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm <laughs> fucking with you. I'm fucking, I'm fucking with you. Come oh, Yes, man. yes. No, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking with you.
2: <laughs> yeah, i I've know, gotten better
1: but...
2: at it. Oh man, we do. Better. To be honest, Nick, I wasn't. I wasn't the best at it. I wasn't. I had to learn how to do it. I had to learn how to do that. I had to learn how to say thank you. I had to learn how to how to blush acceptably, right? And I'm a black man.
1: Yeah, you don't. You don't blush.
2: Right, but but still, people say I can see you blush. You know. <laughs> Because my expression, they can oh, yeah. tell. I love the compliment, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So based on that, they're like, oh, yeah, I can see you blushing. You can stop blushing now. Okay, good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: so awkward, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. <clears throat> now comes the time in the program where I give you an opportunity to outdo me. Mm. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to allow you to formulate a sign-off line. Mm. Right? My sign-off line is be good to yourselves. It is ever so important. Now, that's mine. Wow. I know, right? You want me to outdo that? Well, you got to try. All right. All right. What do you want your life's sign-off line to be?
2: Wow. Hold firm and aim true.
1: And as always, be good to yourselves. It is ever so important.